right, good morning, guys. It's great to be here uh, as a family. I love our church. Uh, you know, I think you guys are awesome. Uh, I love your faith. Uh, I love the love that you have for Christ and one another. And uh, so I love being here with you guys. Uh, I'm really excited about today. Uh, the things that we're going to be talking about, uh, being made for more. It's kind of, uh, I always look at how the Spirit works, and there's been already a lot that's been said that has been so good. And uh, you have a challenge this morning to really listen to the Holy Spirit. And what is it that is trying to uh, um, talk to you in and direct you in? You know, we heard uh, from Mike talking about, uh, about a calling. You know, we uh, about uh, what have you been delivered from. And we heard an excellent uh, testimonial from Lexus. I, I wish there was a thousand people in here to hear that. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your life. And it's so inspirational to see how God is using you, Lexus. Um, and to hear Larry's story as well. And, you know, it, you're just stories of deliverance and how, and how we are being made for more. And, um, and so that is the topic of today. And, uh, but before we get to the sermon, let me go ahead and do some announcements. Because I know that's why you all, you all came here for. Uh, I like that. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let me do the announcements. And then we got some sharing and some uh, teaching and preaching. Ready? Uh, this, uh, um, today we're going to go ahead and do a, uh, a leaders meeting after uh, church service. It was, it was started at 12 in room 10. Um, and then uh, very important is going to be, the uh, mirror will get the slides up there, but um, this Wednesday we have a, uh, our, our midweek service. Um, it is time with, uh, I'm calling it a family time midweek with Steve Staten. Uh, Steve has been uh, contracted out to come in and help out our region. He's going to be presenting his findings to us, okay? And that's going to be this, uh, this Wednesday at the Embassy Suites in Downey. And it's at 7.30 p.m. We do have, I uh, got us an extra room for uh, kingdom, not kingdom kids, but just limited child care, uh, two-year-olds and above. I asked uh, some of the campus students from Faith Point Ministry to come and help us out. They're going to be there um, to allow all of us to be in there, okay? Uh, some of us are not going to be able to make it on Wednesday. So thanks to Dave, I believe, you know, uh, Steve Satan did the same presentation he's going to do on Wednesday this morning at their ministry at 9 a.m., uh, Dave recorded the, 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 the class, and uh, if you can't make it on Wednesday and you'd like to stick around and watch that video afterwards, they'll be showing it in the Spanish room, the NPR room, after service, okay? So if, if you're not going to make it on Wednesday and you want to see the video today, uh, you know, you can. Uh, let me know if you're going to do that, because if there's a, you know, I may, if, if there's a nice group and so forth, then I'll, um, maybe we'll order pizza or something, because, it, you know, it's probably going to be about a 45-minute video, Okay. Uh, but don't just come for the food, you know, because like, this hasn't been ordered or anything, you know. Uh, okay, so we got that. Um, so wait, where is it at? NBC Suites and Downey, okay? I don't know if we, had, we have a slide, but it's not. I'll get the word out, but here. Okay, all right, there we go. All right, it's in at 7.30 p.m., okay? Uh, next, uh, after that, uh, this next Sunday, we will not be meeting here. Uh, we, we, are, we are having a regional service at Hamilton uh, Middle School again. You guys remember Hamilton in uh, North Long Beach, right? Right, the 710 and 91. Uh, again, we got a slide, but uh, I'll get that out, okay, uh, to you guys. Uh, that's at 10 a.m. That is the whole, all of the, uh, LA, uh, the Metro LA uh, ministries will be there. 
Uh, Steve Staten will be leading that service as well. Okay, so that's so. Where are we at next week? Hamilton, Hamilton Middle School at 10 a.m. All right. Uh, next thing is, uh, you know, thanks to Paul and Theo, um, you know, we're doing our families feeding families. Uh, and uh, that's going to be on Saturday, November the 17th at 10 a.m. We'll be heading down to Gladys Park. And uh, we're looking for donations of socks, blankets, soap, toiletries, feminine products, toilet paper, things like that. Um, if you can bring those uh, you know, next week, you know, we'll take them. And uh, I want to encourage as many of us to get down there. We're going to be giving away some food and, and uh, these items. So let's have a great turnout for that to be giving. And then uh, lastly, um, you know, I... Um, I really appreciate Lexis, uh, you know, her, her faith and how she puts her faith into, uh, into practice. And, uh, you know, she's been heading down uh, to Haiti, and um, she's leaving on the 16th. And uh, we'd love to be able to support you, Lexis, as, uh, you know, as a ministry. Um, so next Sunday, if you guys could bring uh, certain, like, su- uh, school supplies, all of this is going to be donated to the kids in Haiti, Okay. Uh, school supplies, pens, pencils, notebooks, erasers, erasers, color pencils, sharpeners, uh, small games, cards, Uno, dominoes, things like that. Uh, if you'd like to just make a monetary donation for some school books, you know, just go ahead and give that out to give that to Lexis. And uh, if you have any leftover candy uh, from you know from uh, this you know from Halloween, um, you know, please bring that. These kids don't uh, they don't have any. That is so true. You know, when I've been to TJ and stuff and like candy is like, you know, you just don't go down to the street and buy some candy. There is no little mart that you go and buy stuff. There is no extra money to go buy this candy. So these these things for us, I know we got a bunch of candy at home. Um, you know, th- that is, uh, you know, th- that is something. OK, so it's a treat for them. We're not going to give them candy every day, but it's a treat for them. OK. All right, so with that, guys, those are the, oh, there we go, um, the, 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 the slides for that. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer, and then we're going to talk about uh, being made for more, okay? Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, God, so much for all the activities, all the uh, good things that are going on, God, uh, through difficult times, God. And, uh, Father, thank you for just um, the service today, the singing, the worship singing. Father, thank you so much for Matthew, Father Kwan, leading us in that song. Father, you did an awesome job, and we love singing praises to you, and I thank you for all the song leaders, God, that week after week that they prepare and they practice to lead us in worship to you, God. And thank you so much for them, God. Thank you for all the servants here. Uh, Father, thank you for all the sharing. And Father, uh, I want, we want to hear more and more of, of what you have done in people's lives, God. And uh, Father, it, it, all that we do, God, we want it to result in just uh, thanksgiving to you, God. And uh, we want it to result, Father, in people coming to you, God, and drawing closer to you, Father, whether this is the first time they're hearing the gospel, Father, or we've been pursuing the gospel for many years, Lord. Uh, Father, we pray that we could all draw closer to you, God. Please help us day by day. uh, Shed light on our paths, Father. Make our paths straight, God. Uh, Help us to know um, day by day, Father, what your will is for our lives, God, and bringing you honor and glory. It's in Jesus' name. amen. Amen. All right. Let's look on over to Psalm chapter 107. Um, we'll read verses uh, 1 through uh, 9 there. All right, uh, Psalm 107. All 
All right, verses, uh, okay, you guys there? Uh, you're there on the screen? Cool. All right, it says, uh, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south, right? So he's calling us to worship him, to give him thanks for all the things that he has done. You know, and then uh, verse 4, it says, Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way, uh, no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. You know, um, what a great psalm um, about deliverance, and we'll read a little bit uh, later on about the salvation of it. But, um, you know, have you ever felt like you're uh, wandered in desert? And, uh, you know, sometimes when you feel those things, you kind of start feeling like, am I made for anything more? And, um, you know, I, I like the, that uh, um, the, the analogy or the, the, the uh, I've heard it say that, you know, the Old Testament is the physical representation of the spiritual today. Okay, so you can read the Old Testament and, and you could apply those lessons, you know, spiritually speaking today. And it made me think about, you know, how that's so true because, you know, uh, the Old Testament part of the story of, of the people of God was that they were it's enslaved in Egypt, Right. And uh, then they had to go through some water, right? The Red Sea, right? It parted. And then they were led, you know, uh, they got, then they went into the desert because they were on their way to their promised land. And so you can understand the, you know, like, man, that's all that year of history, you know, and you can apply that to our lives today. You know, how, you know, we were enslaved in sin. That's our Egypt time. And to get out of that slavery, we had to go through some water, right? Through some water of the baptisms, right? And to a new area where now we're, we're looking for our promised land, heaven. Okay, and so when you look at that, that's where we're at. And so it's like, okay, if heaven is the promised land, the water is, is baptism, uh, what's the desert represent? Uh, yeah, that's our life right now. <laughs> That's, the, that's exactly what's going on right now. You know, when we live out our Christianity day to day, this is, this is our spiritual desert. You know, and you can read the Old Testament, and, and, and that'd be an awesome study. What are the lessons that God wanted them to learn through all their 40 years of being in the desert? How is it? I, I can't remember how long the journey was supposed to be. It wasn't. How much, Mike? Okay. I, it was not a long journey, but it lasted 40 years. You think God was trying to teach them something in the desert? You think God is trying to teach us something in our deserts? You know, and sometimes, you know, we could be wandering through the desert. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we've lost your focus and we don't know where we're going. And in the desert, don't you feel, start feeling a little hungry? little thirsty, you know, you're looking for some water, right? Some living water that's going to last, you know? Uh, and so, um, you know, and we can relate to that, you know, where life kind of becomes a little tasteless. You know, you, the day-to-day the -day isn't quite satisfying. 
and you're in this desert, you're feeling, and, and you're wondering, man, is there anything more? Am I made for more? You know, and you kind of feel like, you know, it says, right, he, they, they couldn't fight. Uh, then he led them straight away to a city where they could settle. You know, he delivered them. They, they cried out and, and, you know, out of distress, out of worry and anxiety. You know, and don't we can feel like that sometimes? The worry and the anxiety, you know, and, and um, I think it says in there too, right, he um, talks about, yeah, you know, verse 5, they were hungry, thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Don't you ever feel sometimes like that? I remember those times. I remember there was a time in my marriage where it was just kind of like, man, is this it? You know, we, we, every marriage goes through every season. But I remember that. I thought it's like, wow, you know, it's like, you know, and, and if, if certain changes didn't happen, I, you know, I was like, I just did not know how I was going to make it. Dawn didn't know how she was going to make it. Now, we didn't talk about certain things, but we were feeling a lot, you know, and it really felt like, man, life is just ebbing away. You feel trapped, you know, because this is a lifelong commitment that you made. And you start getting some crazy thoughts where you not only could lose your marriage, but your salvation. You know, that's real. And I, and I can literally see how I was like, oh, I can see how people do that one. Because I was at that door, you know, and I, I felt like, you know, life is just ebbing away. And, um, and, you know, but amen, we got passed through that, that new chapters, right? And we have a great marriage, and we got some counseling, we got some help, and, you know, uh, you, you know it, and again, we go through a bunch of different stages, you know, but can you kind of relate to any of this? You know, I had something happen, let's, let's read verse 10, uh, 10 through 16. It says, uh, some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom. Prisoners are suffering in iron chains, for they had rebelled against the word of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Verse 12, so he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and, and saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men, for he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Amen. You know, just salvation that we could be saved from these things. But, you know, I had something happen this week where I just got so emotionally drained. You know, and I just felt like, man, I can't. It, you know, you've ever, you ever been like, you're trying to do good. You're trying to do what's right. And it's just something's like you can't. Someone's always not happy. Yeah, amen. You know, you can't make a move without somebody saying something. You know, and, and that, that comes out from the outside. I can handle that, but then when you feel like you're serving your house and then your wife says, hey, I don't feel like we're connected. I'm like, wow, that hurt. You know, now I understand the difference between serving and not being connected, and it's true. You know what? I hadn't made my wife feel connected. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, and, and, and I just was like, man, this is too much. Let me just sit in some darkness in my living room. Let me just turn out all the lights. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't even have the strength. You know, you know, anybody kind of ever felt like that? You're just done. You know, my wife got up. She's like, what are you doing sitting in darkness? <laughs> and we had a great conversation. And, and, and I love what she did. You know, we connected. And then what she did was that she sent a text out to Laura, Peter and Laura Garcia, who are trying to 
help us out um, through all, the, all that's going on. And she sent him a message just saying, hey, I think Edgar could use some encouragement. You know, and, and I like to lift up my wife that, and I, and I like to call the women that are married um, to this great example. My wife didn't call up to, to say, he's not meeting my needs. She was more concerned for me than, you know what I mean, than he's not meeting my needs. And, uh, and there was a lot of respect that was given to me, you know. And, and you know, and then I talked to Peter and got a lot more encouragement, had a great talk with, with, uh, with James and talked to Amir, had breakfast with him the other day too. And just those, all those little things helped me out to, to get up and out, you know. But sometimes when you are sitting in that darkness and you're going through the desert and things aren't going the way that you want them to go, and, and you just start wondering, it's like, man, am I made for more? Is there anything more? You know, and, and, and we can just get to down to those places, get so negative, so, so, so discouraged, so depressed that, you know what, that, that, that we forget the answer is yes! God has made you for so much more. And he's using your difficulties and your challenges for more. You know, and this past weekend, there was a conference that our campus students went to. And, and it was called Made for More. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, my son Matthew was able to go to it. Our ministry sponsored, you know, Armani and Matthew Gomez to be able to go to it. We offered it to some more of the seniors and stuff. They weren't able to go to it. But we had these three young men go to this conference. And, uh, and so I was just, you know, I, I was really inspired by just this theme. And so what I want to do now is that I, I want to show the intro video that really we should have shown like weeks ago, you know, before the event happened, not afterwards. But to be able to help set it up, I want to show this, you know, this quick two-minute video. Um, and then, uh, and then I, I've, I have asked them to be able to come up and just share what their inspiration about the conference, and then we'll see how we're doing on time, and then I'll come back and, and, and say some things, okay? All right, so let's, let's go ahead and show this, this video. There's no words. It's just pictures and uh, videos. And then we'll have the, the boys come out. Is that encouraging? Man, th- thank you guys so much for doing that. I, I mean, uh, so encouraging, and that, that they went because, you know, we were encouraging them to go. And there's more campus events happening, you know, and uh, we want to encourage our, our, you know, our campus students to be able to do that. And, and our seniors in high schools are invited to those events, to, you know, to be able to help them make that transition into it. Okay. So, um, it, you know, and, and, and what we do is, is we're trying to help out the next generation, right, with that. You know, let's look on over to Mark chapter 1. Um, because, you know, we were made for uh, a greater purpose and mission. You know, and um, Mark chapter 1, verse 14 through 20. Um, let me share with you guys a story that I heard. If, if you're interested in listening to the, the, the three main um, sermons that they did, if you go to our website, leicc.net, you click on media, and it says campus retreat, the videos are there for, for the three main sessions, and they're very inspirational. I, I love that our church gives the best to our campus ministries, you know, with that, okay? And uh, one of the stories that, that we heard about was, was a man that um, he was uh, it was in Lebanon and um, he um, 
Let's see, the story is that, you know, was born uh, when um, about seven years old, um, his dad died, or not, he got killed. His dad got killed. And then um, after his, you know, uh, after that happened, then um, he saw his best friend get killed as, as seven years old. And, um, you know, he's on his own, and then uh, at the age of 13, then he, um, he joins the Hezbollah, right? the Islamic uh, radical group. And, um, and so as a 13-year-old, he's a, he's, a, you know, he's a soldier boy type you know, the thing, right? That, not soldier boy, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you guys know what I mean. Okay, and a militant, you know. Uh, and so then what happens is that, um, you know, we have an underground church there, right? And, um, and so then somebody reaches out to him. And uh, he comes to, to, to church service, right? Um, he, um, he becomes a disciple of Jesus, uh, goes on to another part of Lebanon to be a part of the church there, goes to Syria to help start the church there, uh, gets deported from, from, from Syria, goes back, is serving in the church. Someone plants a bomb in his car. It goes off. The guy is, um, ends up being paraplegic. You know, he can't move anything. They told him, you're not going to walk. Um, they, you know, he got down to San Diego for, for some treatment. They got him to go to San Diego for treatment. Uh, after two years, the guy became mobile. They were, um, they were, there was a singles conference in Tucson, Arizona. I don't know when that was. That was a couple of years. I don't know. It's probably five, five or maybe five, six years. I don't know how, when that was. Doesn't really want to go, but they say, no, you need to go, you know, give me encouragement. So it goes over there. There's a sister that had just moved from Turkey back to the States from serving on the mission field. They meet, they get married. Uh, they now have a three year old, and, uh, and, and I believe they work for one of, you know, our, our, our benevolent arm. I'm not sure about that, but, I, you know, you know what I mean? But it's kind of like, uh, are you made for more? And, uh, and the brother that was talking to him said, so tell me, how, how did you do it? Like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, what, what drives you? What, like, like, like that, he said, you know what? In, uh, in, uh, in our religion, you know, we, we have to do what's good. We have to, you know, it, it's mandatory. And uh, for us, blood is hatred. And for us, blood is, um, is fear. Uh, but with Jesus, blood is love. And he tells me to love my enemies. He says, and it's the blood of Jesus that makes me do this. Amen. Isn't that deep? Yeah. You know, and, and, and so we, we, we know that, you know what, we are made for more. And in our darkest times, and when it doesn't look like we're made for more, we're made for more. And I want us to remind us of Mark chapter 1, verse 14 through 20. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 through 20. And this passage um, changed my life. And it's the calling of the first disciples. And it says, uh, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. 
As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you a fisher of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James and the son of Zebedee and his brother John in a boat. Preparing their nets without delay, he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with their hired men and followed him. And, um, you know, I, I just love this passage so much. And I've, and I've dedicated my life to preach this passage to as many people as I can. And um, I love it because, you know, first of all, when Jesus starts his ministry, he gives them good news. And what's the good news? You know, the good news is verse 15 is that the kingdom of God is here. Now, when we, we've kind of taught that scripture as the kingdom of God is near, like, it's, it's around the corner, time-wise. No, no, it's in your midst. It's that close. It's so close, just like God. God is so big. There is only one way to miss him if you're hiding. Because you can't hide from him. He's everywhere. He's too powerful, right? At, uh, Adam, right? It's like Adam, and it's like, where are you, Adam? Man, remember after the sin? You don't think God knew where he was at? He knew where he was at. I think he wanted Adam to acknowledge to say, I'm hiding. Because we can't, God is too big to hide from. You know, and, and he says the kingdom of God is, is in your midst. It's here. It's among you. Repent and believe these good news. What's the good news of the kingdom? That there's something more that this world of fishermen of you get up in the morning you get ready and you go to work right and you put in hard work and then you go home and you eat you spend some little time with your family you get rest and what do you do the next day you get up and yeah you have to see you get up and you kind of like in this routine thing right does that sound familiar you know, and the good news is, is that there's something more. You know, and, and, and as people work for material things and, and their nice homes and second homes and third homes and retirement, right? Amen. You're going to leave it all behind. And I pray that your son or daughter is married right and they don't get a divorce and then somebody else gets all your hard work. <laughs> right? That whatever, you know, all the stuff that you're working for day after day. And, and uh, I love all the, the, the different, you know, 30 days. What is it? Whole, whole 30, vegan, vegetarian. I love all those things. But your body's going to waste the weight regardless of what plan you're on. It will waste away. There is something more. And Jesus says, the kingdom of God is here for something more. It's God. And then what he does is says he gives them a calling. And what's that calling? It's the calling to the greatest purpose and mission that you can have in life. Come follow me. Come and learn from me. Become like me. You know, that, that when we are striving, we are pursuing the heart of Jesus, 
in the mind of Jesus. We're pursuing the heart of God, the mind of God. And that we are uh, you know, wanting to become more and more like him. We're learning from him. You know what I've learned after, if it was one, the, one day, you know, the first time I ever heard this, or 30 years later of being a disciple, still the same thing. Come to me, Edgar. Follow me. Learn from me. You know, and, and I just love that, that we can become more and more and more like Jesus. Do you want to become more and more like Jesus? Can you say that prayer, God? I want your heart, God. I want your mind, God. I want to be more like you. Because that's what it means to follow, to be a disciple of Jesus. You look at the example of Jesus. He loved the Father with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. You know, that's following him. And becoming more, man, you know, we get to become more perfected, more mature and more complete. But then he goes on and says, hey, you know, I give you that greatest purpose of becoming like me. But not only that, I give you the greatest mission in life to be a fisher of men, to be able to make an eternal impact in people's lives. You know, there's, there's nothing worse that could happen, in my opinion. Or one of the things that could happen is that, you know, we live through this life and you just... You just go through it, and you made no difference. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if you, if you were on this earth or did. It, it, it made no internal impact. You know, and, and, and I think this stuff resonated with these fishermen of this routine of life. It just kind of going to work, no, no impact, you know, no, no significance. You know, why am I here? You know, all those things, right? And, and Jesus says that, you know, I think they saw that the, the mission and the purpose that, you know what, I can make an eternal impact on someone's life. God could use me in that way. You know, and, and, I, and you know, how do you guys think I feel about the brother who, who reached out to me in one of my classes? You know, who, who, who was really silly, who was like, we're in a Latin American studies uh, course, and he said, excuse me, are you Latino? <laughs> now, I don't know if you, you know, do I look Latino? And am I in a Latino American studies class? You know, uh, that was my invitation to the kingdom of God. Something really, something really obvious, you know, and, 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 and that got me, you know, this, and I said, you know, and then I have my story of how I became a disciple, you know, but, um, but, you know, how do you think I feel about the guy who spent time studying the Bible, taught me what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, changed my life, not just for this life, because I wouldn't have the marriage, the family, all the blessings, if it weren't for him asking me such an obvious question, who then later invited me to a barbecue and volleyball, you know, and, you know, and, and in church. You know, um, I mean, how do you think I feel about him? I feel like, you know, not only did that change me, you know, my life for eternity, but then I was able to help family, and I've been able to help out different people to become disciples of Jesus and help them change their lives for eternity. Can you... Can anybody, is there a greater purpose, greater mission than that? Is there anything more important than that? You know, and, and so what happens is that they, they, they see this, this great mission, the great purpose, right? And so what happens is at once they left their nets and followed him. You know, and this at once we kind of think like this was the first time they heard stuff and then they kind of let go. It wasn't like that. 
That at once means more like, you know, like, you're, you're fall, like when you fall asleep or you're falling asleep. And I love this uh, great tagline in uh, one of those teen movies, uh, of My Fault in the Stars or something like that. Uh, you know, where the guy said, it's like, you know, I fell in love the way I fall, it, uh, the, I fall, the way I fall asleep. I felt uh, it slowly and then all of a sudden. And, and this is what the scripture, this wasn't the first time, you know, they had heard about Jesus. And it's just like that. You know, you're hearing, you're hearing, you're hearing. And it's slowly, slowly, slowly. But then all at once you decide Jesus is Lord. And then it's all at once. And these guys had, had, had seen John the Baptist preaching and, and they'd heard about this stuff. And then they got to a point there at once they left everything. Because they saw, you know what, you are offering me more than what this world offers me. And you, what you're offering me is that I'm, I am made for more. They go on, right, and what happens is that they left their nets and followed him. You know, their nets represented what is it that they're hanging on to. You know, they had to let go to be able to follow him. You know, what's the calling that Jesus is doing in your life that's, that's holding you back? What are you holding on to still? What have you grabbed on to again that you had let go before, right? What do, you, what do you need to let go? What are the nets in your life that you need to let go to really follow Jesus? And live out the mission and the purpose that he calls us to. Is he calling you? You know, and sometimes we think that, oh, yo, yo, you know, it's for my guest friends or I got to invite people. to. No, I think he's calling all of us still. It's a constant calling, you know. And, and in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, I find this calling constantly. And this will be the last scripture, and then uh, we'll be dismissed. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. It says there, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, whether this is the first time ever hearing about this, or you've been hearing about this for many years, it always comes back to this scripture. Come to me. Come and follow me. Don't follow the ways of the world. Don't follow man's system. Follow me. Learn from me. Are we learning from Jesus? You know, and he says, I'll give you a rest. You know, the, the type of rest that this is, it's like, you know, when you go on vacation. And, you know, you've been, you've been really tired. And then you're like, man, I need to go get some rest. I need to go on vacation. And then what happens on vacation? All of a sudden, you get this energy. You know what I mean? And it's kind of, that's the type of rest that this is talking about. It's a rest that gives you energy. That helps you to keep on going. And, 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 and I just, the, the yoke, right? The, the being next to Jesus that we're learning. Man, we're learning what it means to be gentle and to be humble in heart. You know, and to me, those are probably the most difficult and most challenging things to become. 
gentle and humble in heart. When Reese said last week that, you know what, they think that Jesus was crucified naked. And you always see that lawn, you know, the cloth around him, and it's like, wow, what is, that took the humiliation of the cross to a new level. That hit home for me more. And it really made me think about the humility and the lack of pride. You know, there's, a, there's, you know, there's some of us, you know, that, that we think, oh, yeah, they're a really humble person. They're, and it's true. You know, you're, you're serving and so forth and so forth, you know, and like that. And they're like certain things. But, yeah, but we have, what happens when you get punched in the mouth, though? You, you still can be humble like Jesus? You still can be gentle like Jesus? You know what I mean? That, that's, that is a whole new level of Jesus' heart right there. You know, and, 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 and as we face our challenges and we take our hits, Jesus says, come and learn from me to be gentle and to be humble like I am. And I think we could all say, man, I need Jesus. <laughs> I need to come to Jesus. I need to walk with Jesus. I need to learn, right? And so, guys, let's be learning what God is trying to teach us. Let's be asking him in humility God, what are you showing me through these dark times, these difficult times? Because I know that I am made for more. Amen? Amen. All right, you guys encouraged, inspired? Amen, Amen guys. Uh, guys, we're dismissed. If you're interested in watching the video, uh, yay, there's the, you can take a snapshot of that. But if you're interested in watching the video, we're going to be showing it in the Spanish room. But please let me know, and then I'll start the leaders' meeting at 12. Thank you, guys. You guys are dismissed. Thank you. <laughs>